You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. You're listening to The Mando Show, a podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian and all things Star Wars. This week we look at Ahsoka Episode 5, Shadow Warrior. Welcome back, everybody, to The Mando Show. What an incredibly fun episode we just watched. Super excited. I know. I'm low energy because <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but the episode was awesome. Yeah. Dude. So, dude, yeah. Bruh. Okay, so to the left of me, let's get this ball rolling. Uh, Udi Alvarado, Star Wars fan and podcaster. Across the table for me is Joe, the unapologetic Star Wars fan and fellow Star Wars podcaster as well. As well. Cool. Bye and to the right of me. Chad, the resident Mandalorian. Hi, Chad. Hello. Thanks for being here, Chad. Always. And I am Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what? We knew when we found out that Dave... Filoni was directing this episode that it was gonna have some huge things thrown in I mean it felt like it to me right yeah and even though I had voiced my opinion on not really caring or wanting to see too much of the world between worlds thing um, what we ended up seeing was really cool I thought so how'd you guys feel about this episode I think we made it. We, I think Joe and I were, and you expressed in our in our thread how how much we enjoyed that. Chad, on the other end, yeah. See, and he was the only one. Like, what? I like how my prediction was partly correct. She was dead. You know. Okay. So, without going too far into it, I do want to. I'm going to throw this out right there. I don't think that was a world between worlds. I don't. Okay. I don't. I agreed. I don't think it was. Anyway. Okay. Okay. So, what was it then? Oh, so I think it was an area more akin to um, the cave from Empire, and even on Lethal when uh, Kane and Ezra and Ahsoka all went in at the same time, yep. they're in their own kind of consciousness yep. in the Force yep. in the temple, and then they were all dealing with their own kind of reality. And I think that's more of what it was. Even though it had that feel of the war, of the world between worlds, I think it was everything was inside because it was amazing that whole thing. I mean, I guess we'll just get 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 right into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, watching. Okay, when we see Ahsoka drop in, and then we see um, her basically go back to the beginning, and that made me so giddy and happy to yeah. see the young Ahsoka, you know, and going all the way back. And the actress, I'm not even sure who that was. They, that was just. It felt like we were in the in Clone Wars animation, like the the rapport, how they talked, everything. Like the the work that they did there was amazing. So, but I think it was that it was more about the lesson learned, you know, uh, seeing yourself and understanding 
what you're willing to do and what you're willing to do. That's what I think what really was. It was her having to deal with with how far she wants to go, what she needs to still learn. It came from a point of learning, not from, I, I think it was from a point of learning. And the fact that they referenced back in quick clips, which gave me the chills every time to Anakin, then they'll have the shadow Darth and then the red saber and things of that. It was just like, it was the lesson of don't become me. And so that's why that isn't what the world between worlds is to my understanding. It was infinitely more a thing of her figuring out. And and even at the end of it, after she bested him and he's like, now you learned or what? I forgot how exactly I said, said, there's hope for you. There we go. And then that was, it. It it's like, Oh, and then her coming out of that when they recover her and then her demeanor after that, that's that's what I think the whole thing was not the world between worlds, but it was a learning her lesson and progressing. Because she even she comes out, they have the physical representation. She's now in white. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. went from Ahsoka the Grey to Ahsoka the White, basically. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I enjoyed that imagery very much and I just kind of chuckled. I'm like, huh. And kind of tying, tying a little connection between it the the one that did feel what was going on and noticed that she was out there was jason very similar to the scene in clone wars when kanan was going through that he never had his trial in that little conscience moment he had his trial against the uh temple guard which we found out was the inquisitor yep and once he defeated him in in that conscience he was fully a jedi yep and real quick the young ahsoka was ariana greenblatt which was also the young gamora in uh, oh cool Oh, cool. I guess she was in the Barbie movie and also the movie 65 with Adam Driver. Nice. Oh, 65. Oh, was she that was the little girl? Was oh, her. Yeah. Oh, man. That's and, a good movie. And I just keep yeah. it on her. I'm sure we're going to talk more about it, but I was saying I want to see a young Ahsoka flashback voiced by Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. I am so glad they didn't go that way because it would have discredited everything she yep. did as yep. a young Ahsoka. That was a lot of respect to her because she did amazing. Yeah. Like, I heard her voice. I'm like, I, and I had that, that momentary of like, oh, it's not Ashley. But then I went, and but then as the scene, as it progressed, I'm like, it didn't matter. Yeah, like, exactly. It was, like I said, it, she did an outstanding job. And then Hayden really relating to her and how that was, was, was perfect for me. So there were so many things that happened in that cave i guess we're going to call it the, the cave now not yeah. that it was the world between worlds but um and that makes sense to me i i like that idea of it mm-hmm. better than the world between worlds it makes a little more sense and there's no portals yeah the, the portals were the right. biggest thing that were the indicator that it would be world between worlds the fact that there were no por- none there and that and then anakin didn't come through and i'm like okay this is different like it made me kind of go <gasps> but then as it progressed i'm like it can't be though right it yeah. can't be so the cinematography through the entire thing especially when they go into the flashback um well i mean the challenge of the duel (laughs) sorry i'm now i'm i keep backing up to a spot that i think would be a fun part to start and then it's like it's got to be back at the beginning where he tells her (laughs) she looks old (laughs) (laughs) you're old you look the same you look older yeah you look old like he was he was so it was it was funny it was and it definitely sounded like the Anakin that we knew when he was young. You know what I mean? He was not. It, it, and I got to say, Hayden Christensen did such a great job in the transition between all the different eras of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I was re- like after watching it for the third time, I was really noticing like what a big difference it was because from the looks, the way he held his face, his posture, from going between dark side Anakin and back to light side Anakin and his all that fight style in between mm-hmm. those two, the that fighting too. style, mm-hmm. um, and the way he even talked and walked when he was Clone Wars Anakin, which he never did, you know, up until now. It's the first time he ever portrayed uh, Anakin live action at that time frame. I mean, it was all so well done. I mean, you could see it. It was, it was for for everybody who's watched Clone Wars. I can only imagine that you had to have been jumping up and down with. Oh yeah, how I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were except for Chad, apparently. Apparently, he's like, eh, no, no, he's, the, he's immune to it. It was all great. <laughs> okay. okay. Another guy sounds like it. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. And the and first the, generation clone troopers that weren't CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. As they're running through, yep. I'm like, oh, they're real people. Yeah. I'm like, yep. cool. And we find out from Chad, I think. Or did he say about that? that troop? Oh, the uh, the costumes for the clone troopers and Captain Rex and all the clone troopers. There was one change between the Clone Wars cartoons and this Ahsoka episode when it came to their costumes. Did you know what it was? No. You oh, circled it and I still couldn't see it. I couldn't see it either. Uh, I looked at him like, <laughs> what is he pointing at? I don't see it. Uh, the ab plate. In the, clone, in the Clone Wars, it's just like a white piece with like some design up it. Mm. And in the new one, it looks more like the Stormtroopers where it has like buttons on it and like oh. a, a display. Oh, okay. no. So it looks just more functional than, than it did. Okay. Cool. That was cool, though. <laughs> I was like, look, it was literally like I Spy. I'm like, ah. Which one of these things is not like the other? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the other thing I thought was funny, too, is that they kept, um, uh, what's his name's face out of it? Oh, Rex. To Rex. Well, not just oh, Rex. Tamora. But Tamora Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his face out of it, too, by any clone troopers that didn't have the helmet mm-hmm. on. They had the... Claw face wrapped <laughs> yeah yeah so i thought that was kind of funny um but the, so the thing about not having ashley Eckstein doing the voice for young ahsoka is the fact that to me it made sense because ahsoka wasn't speaking as a young ahsoka she was still her current age yeah. ahsoka even though she had the outside looking like young ahsoka mm-hmm. you could tell by the way she was talking it wasn't coming from a youngling that didn't understand mm-hmm. things. It yeah. was coming from someone who was her age and had that perspective. So that made a lot of sense to me to not change that around. And and that's why that interaction was even more interesting. And it even that's why it also contrasted to me her conversation with Anakin because he was talking in that era style. Mm-hmm. But she was speaking still as current age Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I thought it was brilliantly done. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I've watched it like four times now. <laughs> so um, and then the nostalgia kicks in, you know, just being able to see all these things that we've only ever seen in, in animation before mm-hmm. as live action. I for some reason it just makes it all more real for <laughs> you know a sci-fi franchise. It still makes it makes it all the more real. I yeah. thought so. Yeah, I mean when when you hear the you, you see the dust in the cloud and you hear you know you hear the, the the fighting and i remember i'm sitting there looking at it and i hear them I'm like what i'm like oh no way 
no way automatically i'm like are we back in are we back in clone wars and then you see that the troopers running by i'm like no i mean it made me so happy to to go back to that um and i don't know i I, you're right it made it more real more tangible even even when we go to clone wars uh, you know, in the prequels, we still don't have like that tangible trooper. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't something we still had that animated trooper for the majority of, of all of that. Like that was all animated trooper, all animated trooper. To have that and see that like actual working armor makes all the difference. Everything. Yeah, and once we're realizing that Ahsoka's silhouette when she got up, it's like, wait. Mm-hmm. She's smaller. <laughs> I was just like, oh crap. Then you see the troopers come by. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. This is- <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the dreamlike quality that they did uh, achieved with the white smoke everywhere mm-hmm. around it. So you see the important parts of what's going on, mm-hmm. but everything is, you know, you didn't have to. I thought that was way better than, say, if they'd have had the clouds like the, or in the fog like go away and you had the full visual of a, a huge bot- battle going on. I think that uh, the way they chose to do that and just have the immediate area with somebody there and then everything else obscured with those with that fog basically was was really well done. Yeah, uh, it and, helped and, keep yeah. that that air of dreamlike. This is not reality state. Like you know, this is this is you're here to learn. And the fact that he kept bringing that up too, you know, you're gonna learn, live or die, live or die. You know, kept giving her that choice. Um, the the pacing of every time they went to that scene too was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and like Joey said, the flashes of Darth Vader when he yeah. walk away, you see that flash of Darth Vader. I mean, it it was giving me chills like, oh, watching that. And I think about it, and I want, uh, yeah, wow. And then I thought there was a, be another part that would make everybody really happy to see was the the siege of Mandalore. You know, when she's mm-hmm. suddenly oh, yeah. fighting yeah. those Mandalorians with the horns on their head. Yep, you know. And- she got, I mean, seen her true skills from the first scene with a lightsaber, which is pretty good skills for a young, you know, Padawan, but then seeing her again and with, you know, having the same actress portray her, of course, as both younger Ahsoka's, but then even hitting home more because, I mean, we know Ahsoka ages in the cartoon or animated show, but to actually see in live action her age, but she's still damn young. Yeah, and yeah. how powerful she is during the siege of Mandalore mm-hmm. at such a young age, and obviously we didn't see it in there, but you know at that age taking on Maul, a full powered Maul, yeah, you know for it those just shows, seen yeah. It, yeah. yeah, how awesome. But you kind of forget about it in animated form, but you know just as short as that scene was, seeing it in live action was just like, oh my gosh, she's still so young at that time and so powerful. And seeing the way they kept to the details too, like the youngest version of Ahsoka with her single green lightsaber mm-hmm. and. The headpiece that she had yep. and the beads that were running, you know, mm-hmm. uh, along the back. Yeah. Yep. All that stuff was super cool to see. And then the obvious change when it was a siege of Mandalore and to have Anakin come in and say, I don't know this battle. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was it, it was just so well done. Like, I really enjoyed all that yeah. part of it, you know. And, of course, it, strewn in between all this stuff was the things that were happening on the planet. Um, I just feel like trying to cut up all those scenes that fit everything in between while we're talking about, I didn't, I didn't want to do that because it's just such, I think that was the biggest part of this episode was those things. I think that had the most impact for me. So what about you guys? I mean, this, I think every scene, even the stuff that was happening up up top was so 
important and amazing, but this was definitely the anchor of this episode. And even when they go back up to the bridge, like or uh, the the space bridge, the the conscience cave, whatever. Because um, he's like, well, you still haven't learned anything yet, and you, you know. So then they go back, and then just you know, he blasts her through the fog that she comes out, you know, adult Ahsoka again. And then, so we get the, when we get the dark side Anakin, I mean, you see him even more, his shoulders are more broad and he's kind of like doing that. Like we always joke around with a mission impossible when, what's his name? Like Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. Jacks up his, yeah. you know, yeah. cocks his fist and he does that, then pulls out the green saber. Or they first they started fighting with a uh, red saber. I mean, yeah. On there when she hasn't learned, but then that, uh, just how brutal and intense that battle was. Red eye, angry eyed yeah. Anakin again. And yep. man, just everything was so cool. Well, I, I, the, the one the one main takeaway that I got was th- this is the episode where people are are really deciding what they're going to do. Like, here here's what we, we have our options. These are the options. Ahsoka, you could die and just be done. Or you learn from this and decide that you're going to move forward. And then you have the other, the, the real world or what was going on on the planet. You have the same thing. You have Hera going up against the, um, the New Republic and they're going, hey, you need to come back. You have nothing to do. And it was their moments of, of like, okay, we can just turn around and all of it ends or do we continue forward? And they both made that decision to continue forward. And that's, that, that was the biggest take. For me, I mean, Jason, and I mean, the other the other part of it is understanding that clearly Jason is going to, there's a connection there, and it's kind of like, I mean, we, we commented before about, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah, Jason, oh, okay, what Carson T was reacting, okay. <laughs> you know, very, very nonchalant and factual. I've seen Stranger Things out in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. So that that was my biggest thing. That's why I, both both uh, parts of this, both in, in, in the cave and, and outside were, were pivotal for the characters going through those areas right there. Everybody, even Carson Tiba, making his decision to, you know, he, he firmly on the side, okay, now this may get me in trouble with the New Republic, but, you know, I'm with Hera. Let's go. And and knowing she's a general mm-hmm. and the other person was just another captain, he's, mm-hmm. well, you know, that's a general. I can't, I'm not going to question general. Yeah, but that was his, that was his <laughs> know, play. That he, was his total play on that. Yeah, but you know. yeah, like, I mean, again, it was totally him just saying, no, we're, we're there. This is where I'm going to go with them. Yeah. <laughs> so the introduction to Jason being force sensitive um, led, really helped in keeping Hera and Carson and the other TIE fighter or the other pilots. Um, on the planet, you know, help make their decision to keep searching for Ahsoka. Uh, the fact that he was able to hear the battle happening through the waves, you know, there's a pretty cool way to, that they did it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they kind of, uh, I like how they took us as an audience through the picking up on it by using Hera as the conduit of that, basically, because when she finally did stop to actually listen and those, those sounds started creeping in with the waves. And then after that, it's like, you absolutely hear the lightsaber fight, mm-hmm. you know, now that you've stopped to pay attention. So I thought that was pretty cool how they did that. Um, and then, you know, of course she turns around and tells her, we're, we're going to keep searching, going to keep searching. So watching all that, that play out, um, you know, in between the, the cut scenes, they were all, these were all interweaved with themselves, of course, uh, with the cave and, and what was happening with everybody up top looking for 
uh, Ahsoka and Sabine. It's, and Sabine also because um, at the very beginning of the episode, you know, they do a flyover of the planet. Uh, amazing visuals again. Yeah, they, I'm j- jealous of everybody saw this on the big screen because everything, yeah. so, the scale of every shot, every you wide think shot about that, was yeah. so cinematic. Yep. Yep, absolutely. It was it was just beautifully done. Um, it, just a reminder of those that red leaf forest was just so. Mm-hmm. It's just nothing like it. it's. It was just beautiful to to see it all. Uh, and then that it goes right up at the ocean with the cliff and and you know seeing all that. And then they focused in on the the destroyed map. Um, that's when Hera comes walking in, you know and. Uh, there's these little touches that I even noticed that it, which makes me really happy when I rewatch it because you do have people that thought about this, these things, these tiny little details. So when Hera's walking up in the background, you see the ghost had landed, right? And normally in some set, when you put a ramp down, it usually all ends up flush on the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, because the ship didn't land flush on the ground, that ramp wasn't flush on the ground. So it gave it that tiny little bit of realism that you didn't even realize you were going to get you know those those things that cue you in on yeah that's real that's real buy it you need to believe it it's yeah. real you know and that that tiny little that tilt of the ramp not flush against the ground i was like man who they did that on purpose yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. accidental or if it was accidental what a great accident they took advantage of it yeah accident yeah um and huang you know standing there holding a ahsoka's bucket so we sabine's. know she, or sabine's. sabine's sorry yes god i get those two why i'm constantly confused the name like, <laughs> i, I know, know. The, i know the name i want to say but the <laughs> one that comes out of my mouth is the wrong one i think it's because my brain's like three steps ahead um yeah he, he he's holding sabine's bucket so we know she's not gonna have to go find it anywhere because they got it yep uh and him you know david Tennant doing a great job again yeah and you know his line, his delivery of the you know told them to stay together and they never listened. You know mm-hmm. was, you were just like, ah, I know, bro. You can yeah. feel the pain in his oh, voice yeah. as a droid. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so quiet that I mean you you remove you remove it from a droid and put a human in there, and it doesn't like nothing is heightened or lessened. You know what I mean? It is equally dramatic and and I mean I give him even more props for it being an android. You know, mm-hmm. you're like holy crap. Yeah, you felt that. I'm like, oh, you could feel the pain that he has. Yep. And again, the puppeteering for him too. That I mean, because I, I was going to mention it earlier in the season when you could tell that the Lothcats were puppets over animated, like they were in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, big step up from the puppeteers of Grogu what they're doing with the Lothcats and now uh, Hu Yang. I mean, they could have easily made him a CGI yeah. character, but mm-hmm. just the little motions of him and like his little eye blinks and then the the amazing voice work for ba- David Tennant. I mean. You make he makes you feel for him a lot more. Yeah, he's a great great character. I'm so glad he's in there. Um, I did you guys catch that little name drop that uh, Carson did too? Oh yeah, Senator Organa mm-hmm. can't cover for us much longer. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I like, did another fist, you know, punch in the air after I was doing the whole Team Hera, Team, you know, all that stuff. So. I was like cameo, cameo, cameo. No, <laughs> nah. like I was waiting for like maybe a little, you know, the the hologram come up. Like no, ah. Oh. But like Chad mentioned last week, you know, we're seeing the beginnings of the resistance. We'll probably start seeing the beginnings of the first order, but how Hera, Leia, Carson are going to be key elements of the resistance and Rangers of the New Republic. (laughs) Wait, you guys are really holding on to that. No, because it makes sense. Yeah, it may. okay. Okay. It just makes sense. 
All it right. does. I'm not going to argue. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, and Carson did have, he had a lot to do in this episode too. I mean, he was the sounding board for Hera and he was, and he was also kind of the go for the runaround guy too, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny, but I mean, he was, they were in there, they were not giving up and uh, watching them, you know, fly. It was really cool to see the ships flying around too, seeing the ghost out there. Um, that, and, you know, the conversation that they also had uh, between Hera and uh, Hu Yang was pretty cool on the ship too, when oh. they were flying around, you know, trying to find uh, Ahsoka and, you know, the subject of her, her master coming up too, which was really funny considering what, what she was going through and his description of her, of him, of Anakin, you know, how, how was her, her master intense? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice way yeah. of putting mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, and I, and I love also that dialogue when, uh, you know, they're talking about running out of fuel and, you know, she mm-hmm. brought everybody out here for no reason, but I guess that, you know, and he's like, well, you do what you want because you care. And that's why people like you. And I mean, it's such a little line, but the way it was delivered and you're like, yeah. And that's the true core of the, the rebels. The rebellion is mm-hmm. they did what they did because they care. And now that the rebellion has turned into the empire, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it kind of gives her extra confidence that, you know, she is doing the right thing even against orders. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it shows, her character that it's not going to change once a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you mentioned the small detail of like the, the ramp and on some of the um, visuals of the ghost flying over the water, it makes it look like the camera lens is getting a little bit of mist because it's so close to the water and everything. I, I noticed that the second time I'm like, again, that just a little touch of detail. They're like, Oh, it, this is a real ship over real water. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. with a real camera. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That, it just, so many things that are so awesome that they keep doing. Um, that's why the re- I think I feel rewatching the shows are important. You really get to start seeing the small details that are put into this. I mean, you see the the love and care that's used when they craft these shows. So, um, the other thing that comes oh, we did get to see Brendan right. He did survive. He's one of the X wing pilots that survived because uh, when Ahsoka's trial is finally over and she does. Uh, choose to live. Um, he is one of the X. He's the X-wing pilot that pulls her up out of the water. You know that is him mm-hmm. for sure. That scene of the space kind of closing in on her, mm-hmm. the water coming up, and then like mm-hmm. the, yeah, just the visual. Then the water, water. I'm like, it's literally a baptism in, into the force <laughs> in a way on how it does it. I haven't seen it yet. My friend says he swears he saw. As the rings coming, the ring of water's coming over her, and there's a little tent of light. He thought I haven't been able to see it, but like uh, wings, like around her, that represents the convoy, the um, owl mm-hmm. of the sister, that which is the essence of the sister. But I, I, I wasn't able to see it. But I mean, it's a nice little thought. But mm, I don't know. There was a moment though when she was fighting Anakin, and she grabbed the lightsaber from him, and they were really close together. You see, like what she would look like if she'd go dark side because oh, yeah. red totally washed oh, yeah. over her eyes and face. And I was like, Oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that at all. I've seen that art piece with a Darth Vader with his apprentice was a dark Ahsoka yeah. <laughs> before. It was pretty cool. I'm glad, it, you know, I like, I like good side Ahsoka, but it was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, it was it was a cool like just small glimpse. I mean, since they were doing flashes of Anakin as Darth Vader, it was a interesting glimpse of what she could possibly look like if she had gone to the darks. And maybe maybe it was a glimpse of maybe that's where she would have ended up if she'd have stayed mm-hmm. next to him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Padawans do kind of tend to go along with their their masters at some point. Um, at least there's definitely a, a pull there that we've seen through all the Star Wars stuff. So, uh, Once they do get a hold of her um, and they, you know, she wakes up, it was interesting to see her with no headgear. I never want to see that yeah, again. Yeah, I hated that. It was yeah. weird, <laughs> right? That was terrible. <laughs> but that's how, that's how it is. I mean, yeah. you know, not... not uh, and even my daughter commented on that. She was like, oh, I was wondering what that looked like. <laughs> so, you know, some people out there are curious. Now they know. And they're like, where's her ears? I was like, well, those three little holes on the side of her head. I think that's it. Yeah. She's like, oh, weird. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I shared a meme that says, oh, that, that episode had everything. It was awesome. But I never want to see Bald Ahsoka again. <laughs> I saw that one. Uh, it's funny that you consider that bald just because there's no headpiece on. Yep. Um, it's the little things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The uh, her formulating the plan with her, you know, her coming out. I gotta I have to say one thing about Jason and the age that he's at. I, I feel like every kid who's around ten years old is just all front teeth, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they smile. It's all front big teeth. I mean, my son's at that age right now, so all I could think was like that. I, I'm looking at at him and Jason smile. You know, he smiles and. These giant front teeth come out, and I'm like, oh, there's my kid's face. <laughs> Get got, Cooper some green hair. He's got his big, yeah. yeah, right? He's, yeah, well, he'd have to take these glasses off, too, but yeah, yeah just this giant break. So get ready for that, Chad. Round 10. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. Um, but uh, the them going through and formulating their plan. I was seeing Ahsoka. Like, how'd you guys feel about her getting the impression off the destroyed globe uh, the map it, do you think that was a little far-fetched do you think that was maybe her expanding her powers because i don't i think she already had an idea of doing it so i didn't think that was something new for her to do i, I knew that was already like an established power that jedi have i didn't know it was one ahsoka had but well she um, kind of did that early in the season though did she with what? Two in a point. Well, I mean, she with the battle that happened on uh, Ezra's tower. Oh, with way, uh, she, with mm, Sabine and yeah. the, the. But she she wasn't holding anything. But she was had her hand out and kind of like uh, feeling the the destroyed droid, and kind of hearing the battle going on mm-hmm. and stuff. But but not to that extent True. that she had with the. Um, no, yeah, you're right. The she map. did do that. Yeah, yeah. I think the area that it happened in plays a part in that. And yeah. maybe it has to do with her connection with Sabine too. But I think she's also her, she's now more in tuned with the force than she has been since she left the order. We see that, you know, later on in this episode <laughs> in a big way. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's what we're leading yeah. up to anyways. I know, I, I know we're kind of flying through this, this episode really quick, but I mean, trying to describe it, is wouldn't do it justice. Yeah, There's no. just you have to watch it. The the flow of it, like I said, it goes back and forth. So well done. I don't want to try. Yeah, and follow can. it and break it down. I don't want to do that. But the, I think it would be disrespectful. So, but one thing I think got to mention too is, though is her surprise that it was Jason at you know at his age without training really mm-hmm. to be able to sense where she was until Chopper was finally able to 
locate yeah, when they sent him out on the water. And I, I love, the again, the little details when you hear him talking to Hera. It's like, Mom, Chopper says, go here. And then, all right, uh, exactly how low? She wants to know how <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Kind of talking yeah. back. I mean, just a little stuff like that, but. The droid said, get low. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting low, getting low. That's what started playing in the back of my head. Sorry. But again, seeing the ghost in live action, just yeah. so amazing. Yep. Uh, watching her uh, have have Huang, uh, Hu, why can't I say? Huang? Hu, Hu, Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang. I don't know why I Hu? can't get. Yang. Hu Yang. Hu Yang. Uh, take him to the Jedi Starship. Oh yeah, I see the Starship. Intera- uh-huh. Their interactions uh, was really funny. He's like, "Will you wait? What did what did he say first? Will you teach me? I think it was will you teach me? No, he's like, no. Is that that's not the first thing he said. Oh, I, I could have sworn that that's what it was. He said something, and then he goes, "No," and he goes, "Do you know how to make a lightsaber? Oh no, he says, "Will you train me?" And then he, he says, no. "No." Do you know how to make a lightsaber? Yes. yes. Will you teach me how to make a lightsaber? No. Well, it started off like, hey, Jason, go check out the starship. He's like, Mom, right. I've been in yeah. plenty of starships. Yeah. Have you been in a Jedi starship? Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they they figure out a way, you know, and I think we all saw it coming, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be the space whales again. The Pergo was going to be the answer to, yeah. to follow Sabine. And Well, Hera was at now being summoned by Mothma. Right, and so yeah. that's when Ahsoka's kind of by herself mm-hmm. at the time. Then she sees the Purgles up and up mm-hmm. in the sky, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. So and and she's basically getting threatened with you're we're you're going to get kicked out of being a general, basically, you know. So, and I like her line. She's like, I don't know how you score this, but we're losing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny, but at least at that point, you know, uh, Ahsoka coming with some good news and saying that she knew how they were going to do this. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that made me happy with the score because I think I mentioned that last week where I'm like, we're, we're down to nothing and now we just lost uh, right. Ahsoka or Sabine. <laughs> right. But Mothma has, as Chancellor, again, she really has, I don't say no power, but she's just so focused on just... The de- politic. Well, not just the politic, yeah. but like, okay, well, this is a democracy, so work as a democracy, even though I don't agree with what the votes are going to be, but... I don't know. Right. Well, I mean, her saying, it's just, it's just this points to the fact that the politicians are all still corrupt, still falling for the, you know, trying to bring the empire back, all that stuff. Cause I'm well, sure they were, well, no, but they were dissolved. Yeah, no, no. The it, whole Senate was dissolved it, when they when Palpatine took over. Yeah, but so. these are the, the way I took that is, is yeah, you have, you have like Moth, uh, Mothma that would be, idealistic in in creating the the republic and so how do you build that but then you have or all around you are going to be the same type of people who were in the empire and they don't care that it, it, it is a massive power grab for them and in fact it, i would i would you know and this is me just expanding upon the thought of like man how would it be to to have to build a new, uh, a new republic after all that and i would I imagine that it would be nothing but a bunch of people who wanted power and looking at their opportunity to take it. Mm-hmm. And how do you handle all of that? Yeah. So yeah, the human factor and all that is, and it's kind of like subtext and a lot of people 
if you don't want to think about that, can automatically eliminate out of the show and have no problem with it. But I'm like reading in that, like, man, imagine all that. And then you see that like deeper layer of how to manage that. And Mothma as, as a character is great. I mean, where do you saw oh, yeah. Andorn? Fantastic. But anyway, yeah. So I just feel like this is just going to continue down the road. And this is why I said like Hera made her calls like, no, this is mm-hmm. the, 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 the mission, the people are more important than your republic or whatever rules or whatever it is. It's like once a rebel, always rebel. We got to do what we got to do. All right. Yeah. So they head up to go find a pergola that's going to suit their needs. And then the uh, Carson lets them know that the fleet has arrived, with yeah. fleet, which is three ships. Yeah. That's a fleet these days? Okay. Apparently. Three ships. What, and what, what type of ship was that? Do you even... I think it's just one of the newer, just a newer Republic. Yeah, I, I don't remember that one at all. I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a new ship. It wasn't in. Okay. Wasn't in the originals. Right. So well, I think it looked like the same one that, uh, more Morgana, Morgana, Morgan. No. Why am I saying Morgana? Morgan, the, the main chick that. Yeah. Elsbeth. Elsbeth. Yeah. yeah. Okay, her. Anyways, that she was in that that yeah. same type of ship, right? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, they said it was one of our new new battle cruisers or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, three of them show up, and then uh, yeah, Carson's talking to that that captain was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Just the yeah. whole back and forth, and him trying. He's trying really hard to to bluff his <laughs> way into making him uh, just to hold their horses. <laughs> yeah. So, but he does, he does get them to, to stop even on, on pain of, you know, losing his commission. But also I know I had said something like maybe this is the mission that sent him out to the um, outer ring. It wasn't, he identified himself as captain from, you know, the Delphi uh, squad, whatever the Delphi uh, base, you know, so he was already there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this didn't this didn't change his lot, his lot in the New Republic at all. It's that that's his home base. Um, Team so, era. right? So I mean, he came all the way from there to come help her. So uh, he was yeah, he was already uh, established over there, and uh, he didn't get himself in any extra trouble doing this. So, uh, watching Ahsoka like that was a pretty interesting moment too. First of all, yeah, seeing her in the the new white costume. Mm-hmm. And I know we mentioned before, or Joey was like, all the Ahsoka cosplayers out there in, in her spacesuit now have a yeah. whole new suit to go. There you go. After uh, the Ahsoka in white with the Road Warrior arm pads, <laughs> arm pads and, and shin guards. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I was like, are we going to we gonna go Mad Max in here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> beyond, beyond Thunderdome. And that was a right. new crown, too, that she was wearing, right? Or was I it the same one? I don't know. I didn't look. I, I got so caught up with that, I didn't look yeah, at everything either. else. I didn't look at that. Hmm. I think it was the same one. But she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. outfit. Yep. Yep. It was very cool look. And, of course, you know, standing out, she, she's, I think she spends more time outside of the ship <laughs> <laughs> than actually in it. Because uh, when they did find a pergo that was... Uh, base efficient in size which is like the biggest one there uh she goes out there and she does the thing and this is where we thought perhaps we were going to end up with grogu to do this but hey, yeah nope she can do it herself which of course makes sense too i don't know why we thought that it would be necessary it's it wasn't um it's like Floney gives us with it it's so much better 
with just the easiest easiest answer. <laughs> right, right. Cool. It doesn't have to be all convoluted. Yeah, now I'm thinking that was part of it to be like, hey, we're going to establish this way back here. That way we can use it later. And it's it's in the credits. We've seen them all season long, whether in the map or something. It's just like they're there, you know, so. Yeah. So, but she communicates with the Purgle. And uh, they do manage to hold, or Carson does manage to hold the fleet at bay long enough for them to get inside the mouth <laughs> and get going. And uh, watching them jump in live action, too. Oh, watching mm-hmm. the Purgle fly off in hyperspace. Yeah. That was super well, cool. Well, seeing them all flying just, or just floating <laughs> over the planet as planet. it is. And mm-hmm. Carson's last ditch, like, well, okay, I'll tell you. But you're not going to believe me. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, them, <laughs> I also thought it was funny when the, you know, right at the end there, Hera's like, you may want to get out of the way. Yeah. And like, <laughs> evasive maneuvers. And they still didn't get out of yeah, the way. They were nowhere near getting out of the way. They were still flying it right in the middle of the pod. It was, it was pretty funny to me. I was like, yeah, wow, your evasive maneuvers, your evasive maneuvers don't work but at all. And not just the visuals, though, but the way the music was kicking it at it the scene. It was swelling up, yeah. Kevin Kiner's was in yeah. his element, for sure. Yeah. It built up and built up and built up, and finally it was whoosh, and Ahsoka and Huyang are gone. We saw no other bad guys this episode. We didn't see anybody Boo. from the ship. <laughs> we don't know what's happening, what happened with Sabine, none of that. No, none of that was hinted at at all. It was all about what Ahsoka went through and how they figured out a way to follow. And I did like the the last few uh, words she had with Hu Yang. Ahsoka did about uh, how do we know this is going to work? Yeah, don't. Where are we going? Anywhere? I have no idea. <laughs> Anywhere is better than nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Or even so. when he's like, she's telling him through the ship. They're going to take us. Yep. Okay, get in the ship. Yeah. Let <laughs> your best get inside. Yeah. yeah. Just an urgency in his voice. You know? Right. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> funny. Um, but everybody doing a fantastic job. I mean, you can, and, and you just you just see the depth of the character connections. Now, I know people have said that you don't need to watch Rebels. You don't need to watch Clone Wars to, to watch this show. But I really think you don't people will not get the level and depth of the meaning of everything that happened especially this episode mm-hmm. who are if the you, ones losing their minds right now if yeah. you own horrors and rebels well fans. no if you haven't seen it you don't understand you don't know the depths of everything that just yeah. happened that you just witnessed you know for the rest of us that have watched clone wars and watched rebels i mean that's I, those are the people that are just like oh my god oh my god oh my mm-hmm. god you know what a great episode so I'm, I imagine next week. I they, I hope they end up in the same space, or else the story's going to get really weird. <laughs> <laughs> they land. Well, that sucks. <laughs> They're somewhere else. Next week on Ahsoka, Hera on trial. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Turns into a drama, courtroom drama. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Doom, doom. Yeah. <laughs> What happens in a galaxy far away? Find out next season on Ahsoka. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have three episodes left. That's it, right? Yeah. I don't don't really foresee this getting resolved in three episodes. No. No. So what are the plans? I hear, isn't there, is there, is there something about, was it, was it one of you guys that was telling me or was it somebody else talking about 
Dave Filoni making a movie that ties up all the Star Wars. Yeah, that got yeah, announced shows. at a celebration. Yeah. Okay. Well, a movie that was in the universe. Yeah, but they've been talking about that even before that. Yeah. Like, all these shows that are coming out w- would cultivate. Is that a word? Yeah. Culminate. Culminate. Thank you. Uh, in Cultivate a, is a word, but that's not <laughs> what I wanted. It'll constipate. In, uh, <laughs> but it would all come together and uh, come together and end in a movie, which as much as we want to see Thrawn, it, it, to introduce him more than kind of like, here he is and blah, blah, blah. Now he's dead. I think he's going to be the looming villain over this entire uh, Mandoverse that has been built. So as much as I think it would suck to just see him walk in and hello there, you know, I don't know why I said that, but it's not Obi-Wan. I know, (laughs) but it'll, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but so you're torn between you want more or you want less. You want to see more at the beginning or, or in Ahsoka or, or, you understand he's going to be a deeper, a he's, deeper run. He's going I guess. to be a deeper run character yeah. over the entire Filoni thing, right? But I don't know. I, I have this feeling, and I'm not predicting anything at all. Because no I'm hot just take. Saying, not not really hot take, but maybe. But like the next episode might be an episode of just where Ezra and Thrawn have been. Like the 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 stop gap, like here we we're over here now. Yeah. Which, which they have done is like we're gonna go over here now, and this is what's going on. That way, when we get to the next one, and we're coming into the end, we can kind of join yeah. them up. And, mm-hmm. and I'm picturing like I don't know if you guys remember the movie Enemy Mind, but kind of like an Enemy Mind style. Hmm. With that Dennis Quaid. Yeah, yeah. No, like I remember the movie well. At the end, I don't. Not, no. not not be friends, but we just see because they've been together or they for just under ten years. Well, it depends well, on where if they've been we don't together. Know, though. though they could have wherever they landed, they could have been separated. Oh, at that they've point. been together. Hmm. I don't know, but speculation, speculation. Yep. What's the proper gift for a ten-year anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> Paper. I don't know. I never got that far. I drew you something. Yeah. You like art. What if? And here's a hot take. What if Thrawn is no longer loyal to the Empire? Doubtful. Because we've seen him in his white uniform. It doesn't like, matter, though. When Disney bought Star Wars, they released a lot of books on like the prequel of Thrawn and how he came from the Chiss Empire and was loyal to them. He sent some Imperial officers to the Chiss Empire to like catch them up on stuff. So what if he comes back and he's like, oh, the Empire's gone? Okay, cool. I'm going to go back to my people. Peace. Doubtful. That because would be no, great. It, no, no, but but this is where I go back to my prior thought about understanding where the universe is and the galaxy is in that moment. There are people who want power. They're like, ooh, this may be my opportunity. He was already Grand Admiral. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he? Why would he not take that opportunity? I, don't know. I just don't know if that's his play. What I want to know is why are they so hell-bent on getting him when they have... Has there been some contact with him, even though he's in another galaxy? How do they know that's where he went? Why? And that's my question, too. Why do they want to go get him? Do they know he wants to... They That he wants to be brought back? Do they know that? Like, yeah. how do they know all this stuff? Yeah. No, and, and it could be, I mean... It could be that they're only uh, assuming. I mean, yeah. Ezra, um, him leaving and sacrificing, it makes sense that it's his friends wanting to go get them, go get him, mm-hmm. okay? 
Yeah, for Morgan and what? No, they're, they're acolytes of him. Doesn't <clears throat> necessarily mean that they're loyal. I don't know why their loyalties are so strong to him. And with her being a witch, that could be like a maybe her rallying. Like oh, I spoke to him in maybe. the witch world or whatever. Yeah, maybe, but without knowing that, I mean, no, that is a fair question. Like, what do we know? We we don't we don't know anything. We really don't know anything. How does how do we know he did call for that Uber? That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, no, no, and and, and the point is maybe, maybe he didn't. Somebody else. No, maybe or he maybe didn't. They're just assuming they're just going to show up at some random door and knock and say, "Hey, you wanted a ride, right? Come on." Yeah, and maybe he's just like Thanos and just gardening, mm-hmm. you know, on his porch. Right. Who knows? With Ezra. Yeah, and then Ezra going to come and cut his head off. What a jerk. <laughs> no, anyway, um, so no, but l- literally, I mean, we don't know. I mean, yeah. without. So far, we don't know. No, so far. And, and, and I think these are always the, the things that some people, will, you know, grab on and be like, this is why it isn't good. But I'm like, but, you know, I go the opposite direction. I'm like, this is why it's so good, because it has us wondering and has us thinking like the explanation. Sometimes we don't need it. I'll go back to Metaclorians. I didn't need that. Mm-hmm. It was cool. I didn't need that answer, but thanks, George, I guess. It's the same kind of thing right here. It's like, good question, but do I want to know? Like, if the story is good enough and everything progresses, that's kind of one of those things like, yeah, it'd be cool to know, but is it necessary for everything to move forward and make it and make it better? Um, so, yeah, but I'm curious. I'm wondering if Morgan, this is all Morgan, just, you know, going along in her own head and going, oh, I need to get him and blah, 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 and he's going to be like, WTF, I, I'm good or whatever. I mean, we yeah. don't know. Or he could be like, you're here, good, and let's go conquer the galaxy now because we've got that window. What took but, you so long? Exactly. I mean, and and without knowing, I don't know the Thrawn character outside of, you know, Rebels and stuff. So, I don't know. It To me, it makes sense that that's what it'd be. Like, let's go. I want, I'm ready, Grand Admiral. I'm smarter than you. I have I have more conniving than you. I can I can just do things better than you. And why not take the opportunity? Palpatine's to, gone, so. Let's power run. vacuum, let me fill it. Yeah. Let's run this town. Yeah. <laughs> And the cool thing is, no matter what people think, we've been saying this since the first season of Mandalorian, usually what Filoni gives us is more than what we wanted mm-hmm. and what and what we not expect and way better. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I I love this episode. This is what I've watched this one the most. This so. is probably the best. How many times have you guys watched it? Three and a half. Three. Two. And you watched the last week's four times. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Did you like, like last week's more? Yeah. Bad guys. Bad oh, guys. because of the bad guys. <laughs> bad, guys. Bad, guys. bad guys. The bad guys. But this, this was, to me, the, I said last week was the best episode of Star Wars, or best piece of Star Wars. This week is now the best piece of Star Wars. Every week keeps getting better. Right. Yeah. So far, so good. So, great track record, I think. Okay. Well, uh, do we have anything on socials, Joe? I am checking right now, but for those music lovers, you can now get the uh, Volume 1, Episode Parts 1 through 4 of the Ahsoka soundtrack on Spotify and oh, nice. Apple Music. And it is amazing, as we already know, if you listen to the music. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, the music has been just... And we got to hear some definite uh, old school themes yeah. happening in this episode, too. Um, some of the Star Wars, classic Star Wars stuff was coming up, uh, which just added to the whole uh, gravitas of the situation. I yeah. Thought. And being a fan of Kevin Kiner of the Clone Wars and Rebels is some of the best music he's been doing. No, the music is <clears throat> has been great, too. I mean, the... 
especially those those credits i know we've mentioned it before yeah. but the credit music uh you know for the closing of it and the music that was playing at the beginning too just when it was doing the flyover of the planet uh was also really cool very um i don't, I don't even i don't even have the right words to describe that that the music that was playing but it was it was haunting yeah ish yeah and, and the punk rock song is on the soundtrack as well Sabine's uh, motorcycle chase. And we didn't get any comments because I forgot to do that post. Mm -hmm. I I made it, but I didn't post it. So I apologize if you're really, really eager to uh, let us know what you thought about it. I went to the page. I'm like, episode four. (laughs) So my bad. That's all. That happens. Yeah. But interact with us on uh, Instagram, Mando Show Podcast, or on X. (laughs) It's it's still that. It's still Twitter, man. I I can't call it X. It's stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, man. Now I'm. Now I want. I'm really excited to see what it's going to happen in episode six. Yep. So, so uh, it, you know, I I feel like we should say more about this episode because there were a lot of really deep things that were happening, but you, you just really have to just watch it. You gotta watch really it. You really have to watch it. You really have to watch it. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed this like i said watched it four times i'm gonna watch it again too yeah mm-hmm. oh, i am uh but yeah so next week we will be back with episode six and hopefully we're gonna get some bad guys so chad can be bad happy guys. Bad guys. and uh we'll see if they end up in the same spot i imagine they will <laughs> i hope i really hope <laughs> because it's gonna be a hard that's gonna be a hard left turn um and uh when 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 they clash see what happens what sabine's up to how she gets out of whatever situations and do hmm. they find do they find thrawn next episode and no i'm going with three, no three i i episodes I'm, of, with thrawn in it somewhere in there no. in the mix them battling to get back to this galaxy i'm i'm going if they do it's going to be at the end going to do the enemy the the grand reveal at the end of it and then on to the last two maybe. but yeah, yeah. maybe all right. I, is that hyperspace ring big enough to carry a let's they say it chimera? They said it was. <laughs> they said it could dock a star destroyer. Imagine mm-hmm. seeing the ki- chimera in, in live action. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> Ooh, if they come out and it's sitting, there, oh, would the would the chimera uh, do the check mark for your bad guy list? Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay. Even if they don't show anybody else, just the always love the Star Destroyer. I, and I feel like Chad's watching the episode and like with okay, that I covered that take taken is an absolute bad episode unless I get bad guys. And I'm like mm-hmm. and sitting there, it didn't bad guys, no check mark. And he's like, oh well, not a good episode. Nine out of ten, <laughs> it's sucking. <Yep. laughs> Dang it, Dave, you let Chad down. Oh well, that's okay. The rest of us liked it. Yep. Well, we got plenty. Mall Mandos. Yeah, Mall Mandos. Mall Mandos. Mall yeah, Mandos were there. Yeah. There you go. He's like, no, nah, too short. And they got worked <laughs> pretty <laughs> hard. <laughs> they got worked yeah, hard. She was just ripping right through Oh, them. my God. Like, I, don't, I don't think they had Beskar armor. I don't I, know I the way like she was, was cutting through them. Either that or finding the chinks in them because she boom, 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 done. Yeah. Goodbye. I feel like maybe they had fake Beskar or something. Thanks yeah. for coming out. Probably fake Beskar. Yeah. Yeah. And then live that. action Rex. Nobody said anything about live action Rex. They actually oh. used Tamora Morrison's voice. That's true. They still voiced all the clones. I thought I thought Chad would have brought him up. Mm-mm. No, okay. He's like, nah, it wasn't enough. All right, Chatty Kathy. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! When there's bad guys next week, you're gonna have to talk about. Oh yeah, a lot. 
Okay. Well, I know when, when Thrawn pops up, it's going to be like, so Chad, Thrawn. Yeah, he was cool. And I'm turning my mic off. Yeah, click. We wait. Yeah. Thrawn, neat. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool. Good. He was good. Good. Well, we'll find out what happens, obviously, because we're going to be watching at 6 o'clock on Tuesday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you guys will, too. Anyways, let us know what you think about all this stuff. Give us your feelings, uh, your thoughts, your predictions, your likes and dislikes. And do you agree with Chad? No bad guys equals not a good show. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know. All right. And until next time from this covert of four, this is the way. This is, this the, is way. the way.